Cup Porch Confessional, your weekly legal podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 197, and welcome to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's like 106 degrees right now, and it's 9:30 at night. Like, what is going on? Uh, I know I keep talking about the heat. It must be annoying. Some of you are like, "Listen, I just get to the podcast, man." Uh, but I'm telling you, being back here is just a great reminder that it it just doesn't cool down in Phoenix. Like normal places you go to, hot during the day, that's fine, and then it kind of chills out at night. Not here in the valley. It's just like so hot at night so you don't really get a relief from the heat but it's honestly not been that bad uh being back i thought it was going to be a lot harder hotter uh than it has been but it it honestly hasn't hasn't been that bad but i do find it interesting that i'm like man it's 104 105 degrees at night at 9 30 at night that's kind of insane uh, i hope you're doing good wherever you are i hope you have found really cool places to connect with god um again I say this over and over, but a part of the reason why I do this podcast outside is really for me. This is the place where I really try to get quiet and slow down and listen and enjoy all the nature. Uh, So it seemed natural just to do a podcast outside of going like, listen, I just want to be in the space where I really connect with God. And so for all of you, I I hope that you're able uh, to do that. Um, I hope you're able to take a walk. This morning I went on a walk. Uh, Again, it was super hot, but I didn't care. Like, just so excited to be outside. So excited to go for a walk. Enjoy all that uh, God has for me all around me. And I feel like more and more every day, I just experience more of His goodness as I kind of slow down and I am aware of all that's around me. It's kind of a big deal. And I... um, I've really enjoyed it. It's a huge part of my my rhythm of connecting with God, listening to God. Um, uh, To all of you who continue to listen, I just want to say thanks. Um, I know I say that every podcast, but I really do genuinely mean it. I really appreciate that you listen. Um, And then for those of you who give on Patreon, we got a new Patreon donator this week. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for your generosity. Really important. Uh, Really important. It's really important, and it really matters to me. And I'm so grateful. Uh, and then thanks for all of you who bought the devotional. Uh, I think two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, it launched on Amazon, which is kind of cool. So you can go to Amazon.com and type in the search bar Front Porch Devotional, and you can pick up your copy for $10. Um, and you can give one to a friend if you want to, too. So thank you for the support. Really appreciate it. All right. Into our passage for tonight uh, is this Psalm 51 16 through 17 it says this you do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it you do not take pleasure in burnt offerings my sacrifice oh God is a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart you oh God will not despise um you know, as many of you know, I, I love to surf. It's like, it's my favorite thing in the whole world. In fact, it's probably been one of the most difficult things about being here in Arizona is that I'm not going to the ocean every weekend. Honestly, it's 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 been a struggle for me. Um, and I mean that sincerely. It's been so difficult because it's such a place where 
I sense the presence of God and I just love being in the ocean. I love surfing. So I really, really have missed it deeply. Um, but uh, the last time I was out surfing, <clears throat> uh, I think we were at Doheny, which is in Southern California. And we were surfing there. My son loves that spot. So we go there a lot. So I was surfing there, and um, Doheny is kind of like a family spot. Like, it's a family, it, you know, there's a lot of other spots that are really competitive, but Doheny is not one of those. And this guy was kind of being rude. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, he kept yelling at me, and and I finally was just like, you know, whatever, man. And I just kind of paddled off, you know, and he was kind of talking to me, and I just completely, completely ignored him. I was like, whatever. And uh, I was paddling in a way. And as I was paddling away, I felt the Lord go, why did you do that? Like, he was trying to tell you that you weren't doing something or, or, you know, or you could have hurt some people. And I just thought he was being rude, and I was kind of, like, over it. So I paddled away. I ignored him. I didn't treat him kindly. And I felt like the Lord had said, you need to go back. What? Like, yeah, you need to go back, and you need to apologize to him. So here I'm in the ocean. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So what do I do? I can just ignore God or and paddle and keep, you know, surfing and everything's fine. Or I can listen. I can humble myself. Oh, man. So I paddle back to this guy and I'm like, hey, man, I know you were talking to me and I paddled away. And I want you to know I'm really sorry. And he was like, yeah, man, I was just trying to let you know, like, you bailed off your surfboard and you, you almost hit a few kids. And I was just letting you know, like, you don't have to do that. Like, you can dive under the wave, which is true. I could do that. And he's like, you're a strong guy. Like, you don't have to jump off your board like that. You can, you know, you can go under the wave. And, and I was being lazy. He was right. And so I was like, yeah, you're right, man. He's like, all right. I was like, I'm sorry for being a jerk. I shouldn't have done that. He's like, man, I, I appreciate you coming back, like, and saying that. But, yeah. And, and then we were good. And I recognized in that moment, it wasn't about what that guy said or didn't say back to me. What mattered is that I was listening to the Lord. I was humbling myself and moving forward. Like that, I believe, brought the Lord to light. You know, that I listened to him. I humbled myself and I went before somebody. And this is what this passage is all about. And the crazy thing is, is I, I, I taught this passage. I had the awesome opportunity of teaching at my church last week. And I taught this passage. And it was in the center, kind of center of my sermon and I realized how much my sermon kind of revolved around this particular passage. And what I really love about it, it, it is it really gets to the heart. It gets to the heart of things. It's trying to help us understand what's really going on, what's the problem, and really what's the solution. So we're just kind of slowing down and, and dealing with it all. And I, I think this, I think so often... We are unaware that we are trying to make deals with God. I think we're trying to make deals with God all the time. Okay, God. Okay, I'll do this, and then you have to do that. God, I'll give more money away, right? I'll give more money away if you give me a windfall. Like, if you give me a windfall, I'll give more money away. I'll be generous. God, I'll pray to you, but only if you choose to answer my prayers. And then I could go on and on and on. I think we're making these kind of deals all the time. And I like to call it looking for a righteousness ROI. Like many of us, if we're honest, we want a return on investment. That's an ROI. We want an ROI on our righteous actions, right? Which, 
by the way, just in case you're wondering, negates the righteousness part of it. Right? It like completely negates the whole righteousness part of it because I am trying to manipulate God. This is always a problem. I'm trying to manipulate God by my doing. It, it's, you know, and here's the thing. It, it's not like, you know, it's not like God's in heaven feeling sorry for himself that his kids aren't doing more or aren't doing all the right things. You know, many times I think as parents, we we get a little self-conscious uh, when our kids fail or when they make mistakes. God doesn't feel that way. I don't believe God feels that way. I don't see that in the scriptures. He's not ma- manipulated by our good deeds. And in fact, I'll, Isaiah would say all of our good deeds are as filthy rags. And if you really want to get into the Hebrew, the filthy menstrual rags is how it's described there. It's that blunt. Anything we try to bring before a holy God, it just doesn't work that way. He doesn't need our good deeds in order for him to feel okay. And he's not manipulated by, he's not a shyster. He's not uh, like a mob boss trying to get something in return. He doesn't work that way. God doesn't work that way. And David, a man after God's own heart, really gets honest. He gets honest with God, and he admits that if he could do more, he would. And look, I think David's intentions are pure. He's like, look, if God wanted me to do more, I would do it. I really, really would do it. But as he reflects, it's almost like he's admitting that God wants him to do the more difficult thing. He wants our hearts. He wants a broken spirit, a contrite heart. That's what we're that's what we struggle with. And if we're honest, man, it's not that hard to go to church, right? Sometimes we think, like, oh, that's my, like, that's my sacrifice to the Lord, right? It's, it's not that hard to go to church or to pray or read our Bibles. It's really not that hard. And if God told us to do more of that and, and we'd find blessing and we'd find life and everything would work out, guess what? We would do more of it. We'd be like, sign me up. Like, I'm a three on the Enneagram, which means I'm an achiever. I'm like, I love to get things done. And I've been doing this for years, right? Doing this with God. But God wants my heart. God wants your heart. He wants me to sacrifice all of me. And man, a lot of times I just don't want to do that. I don't want to give that up. I want that control. And here's what we can't say. Here's what we can't say. We can't say that we don't know what God wants. We can't say that. We just need to do it. But we don't. We don't do it. And we continue to struggle to connect with him in a deeper way because of it. And I find it so interesting that if it's doing more, right, doing more of these like Christian extracurricular activities, right, we're totally in. But give up some of that inner control, brokenness, contriteness, and we're out. Like I, I just, I, I can't do that. That seems like an impossible task. It seems like way too much to ask. We're out. And this really exposes us for who we are. And what makes the gospel, I think, so beautiful is that we could do nothing. We can do nothing to earn love, 
to earn the love and the grace of God. And he freely gave it to us. He freely gave it to us. None of us can take credit for the cross. No one can say, I earned it. And this is what David's really getting to the heart of. This is what he's really addressing for each and every one of us. If I could do something, if I could bring more, I would. But that's not what you want. What you really, really want is you want a broken spirit. You want a contrite heart. And a person who comes after the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that way, hey, God will not despise you. You will receive life and life to the full and blessing. And this is the time in the podcast where we all just in, 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 in uniform fashion say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We receive your grace and your mercy, and we offer our hearts and our lives to you because that's what you want. That's what you want. You want brokenness. You want contriteness. You want us to uh, to go deep down into our hearts and souls and be exposed there. And you meet us in that place. And your grace is sufficient. And your mercy is new every morning. But we have got to stop faking it. And we have got to stop trying to manipulate God as if he's in heaven waiting for us to just do the right things. Like, look, he knows you. He knows he's sovereign over all. He knows where you're going to fail. He knows where you're going to succeed. And at the end of the day, he just wants you to give up and give in to him. And that involves brokenness. And that's why when we're weak, by the way, we're strong. That's what that's all about. Because our brokenness is the best benevolence. Our brokenness is the best benevolence. And that's what he's inviting us into. That's what David's getting to at the heart of this passage. And that's why I love it so much. It's why you and I need to dig into it and we need to deal with it. And so the question I have is this, where are you trying to manipulate God with good works? Where are you? No, I mean, just again, get down into the heart of it. Be honest. Like, where are you trying to do that? Where are you trying to manufacture that and make that happen? Because it's not going to work. And so let's pray, Father God, Help us get, through your spirit, convict us, show us, expose us, expose our hearts. Help us to lean into that brokenness. Help us to learn what it is to have a contrite heart, a contrite spirit before you, so that you will not, you will not come against us. You promise that you won't. You promise that you will not despise us if we have a heart that way. So spirit, convict us, show us, reveal that to us so we can move forward for your glory and your honor. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that.